Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. So Jim, you and I have taught together in many different countries. What topic would you consider the most helpful one that we've been able to share? Wow, that's a challenge. The first topic that comes to mind is forgiveness. You remember the conference of Christian leaders we met with in one of the Muslim stands in Central Asia? We were amazed to discover that no one in the room had been a Christian longer than nine years. It begged the obvious question, what happened in this country 10 years ago that caused all of you in this room to become followers of Jesus of Nazareth as your personal Lord and Savior? They said, we had a civil war here between Sunni Muslims and Shiite Muslims. Over 50,000 people died. And we decided that there had to be a better way to live than killing and intimidation. So we investigated Christianity. You and I then asked them, why did you choose to become a follower of Jesus? Interesting answers. They said, Christianity is a faith based on love and compassion. Salvation is by grace through faith. Jesus taught us to love our enemies, not to kill them. Women are honored. And Christian worship is based on music that is full of liberty and joy. As I recall, they told us the primary characteristic that distinguishes Christianity from other faiths is forgiveness. God forgives our sins, and we forgive those who sin against us. That is the essence of the Christian faith. Then they added, if you do not learn to forgive when things are going well, it will be much more challenging to forgive when circumstances are difficult. Agreed. Let me tell our listeners how God turned the worst day of my life into a blessing after I learned how to forgive. It all happened in April 1990. I was working at a private Christian university in 1982. The president and I were good friends. I was teaching philosophy of education and ended up working with the president in 1989. One day in 1990, I went to work and I received a legal notice that I was terminated without cause and in place of giving notice, I was to receive a severance package. In plain terms, I was being fired. That hits a man's ego rather hard. I was stunned and angry. I went home and told Rita, my wife, and we were in a state of shock together. The president was a personal friend. A day later, I was still angry. You know you're angry when you talk to the person in your head. The following morning, I got up. I decided to have a shower. I stood in the water and put shampoo on my hair. In those days, I was 47 years old. I had lots of dark hair. All of a sudden, without warning, everything went hazy and I was totally blind. Now, my father went blind in both eyes at the age of 49 from a stroke in the retinas. So there I am standing in the shower thinking, oh no, no, I don't believe it. I am so angry at the president that I have blown out my eyesight. I cried out, Lord Jesus, please restore my eyesight. I will make things right with the president. 
Just give me back my eyesight. At that moment, I heard a voice in, in the shower. Have you ever heard a voice in the shower, Pablo? Not lately. Well, that voice was clear. It said, take off your glasses. I had stepped into the shower so distracted and so angry that I was still wearing my glasses. The shampoo had flowed down from my hair and coated my lenses until I could not see. So I took off my glasses. I was healed. There I stood, dripping wet, eyesight restored, having just made a deal with God. I promised to forgive the president and make things right with him. I called a friend who did management mediation. We met with the president and a board member for a day at a quiet location. The mediator drew a line on a large piece of paper. One end of the line was minus 100. In the middle was zero. And at the right side, the line went to 100. He explained that our relationship used to be on the positive side of the line. We were friends. We worked together. We got along. The plus side of the line we could call high trust. Then something happened. There was a betrayal of trust. The relationship went through zero and ended up on the negative side of the line with lack of trust. He said the goal of our time together that day was to bring the relationship back to zero. Hold that thought, Jim. Before you tell us what happened with the president, let me remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Our mediator had large sheets of paper on which he wrote everything we wanted the other person to know so we could clear the pain and bring the relationship back to zero and start all over at zero. After listing what we wanted the other people to know to reestablish trust, the mediator asked, anything else? No. Are you ready to start your relationship today at zero and rebuild from here? Yes. He then took our recorded words, crumpled the sheets, and burned the sheets in a fireplace. No record of our hurts or our conversation. Our relationship was back at zero. To be rebuilt as the Lord gave us grace and opportunity. Years later, in 2001, Paul, you and I were invited to Ambon, Indonesia, to teach a course entitled SSTS, Standing Strong Through the Storm. I shared this model of forgiveness with a group of pastors who had endured over two years of conflict between fanatical Lasker Jihad Muslims and local Ambon Christians. During that time, thousands had been killed. Many had fled from their homes. One pastor confessed, I always thought when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, that if they knew what they were doing, you did not have to forgive them. When they burned my house, they knew what they were doing, so I never forgave them. When they killed my wife, they knew what they were doing, so I never forgave them. And when they burned down my church building, they knew what they were doing, so I never forgave them. Today I see the difference, and I am willing to forgive the Muslims for what they did. That was November 2001. 
the pastors initiated three days of prayer and fasting, and while they were praying and fasting, Osama bin Laden called the Lasker Jihad fighters back to Kabul, Afghanistan, to prepare for the coming post-9-11 invasion of Afghanistan by President George W. Bush. When the Christian pastors went to the local Muslims and offered a peace apology, the offer was accepted and peace returned to the island. A key point to remember is that forgiveness is distinct and separate from reconciliation. On the cross, Jesus forgave the soldiers. He forgave the Jews. He forgave his disciples. Yet he never got off the cross and had a cup of tea with the Roman soldiers, or Pilate, or Herod, or the Pharisees, and become reconciled to them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then he died. No reconciliation was possible, but he was free in his spirit, for he had forgiven them. Forgiveness brings freedom to the one who forgives, not to the other party, until they too are willing to forgive. Reconciliation can only happen after both agree to forgive. Some feel that if they forgive, they must return to the same place as before the offense or else they did not forgive. Not so. Forgiveness brings the emotions and the relationship back to zero. Forgiveness does not mean we forget what happened. You know, Paul, I have a scar on my forehead from an accident while playing hockey as a young boy. I can forgive the one who tripped me. I can even forgive the doctor who left the clamps on my injury too long, but 65 years later, the scar remains. Forgiveness comes first, then reconciliation, and then perhaps relationship. When Hindu extremists poured gas on the vehicle and incinerated Gladys Stain's husband and two sons, she went on national television to extend her forgiveness to the murderers. Later, she went to the prison and met the leader in prison. She intended to tell him about the love of Jesus Christ she had in her heart to forgive him, as she also had been forgiven. She wanted him to understand Christ's forgiveness. We have a story in Scripture that gives a perfect example of forgiveness. In 1 Samuel 24, 16, Saul had tried twice to kill David and was currently pursuing David with 3,000 elite troops. Saul went alone into a cave to relieve himself, the same cave where David was hiding. And David cut off a piece of Saul's robe, but spared Saul's life. When Saul realized David could have killed him, he broke down and said, You are a better man, for you repaid evil with good. David forgave him, but verse 22 says, Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. Their relationship was back to zero, but there was no reconciliation and no reestablishment of any relationship of trust. Trust has to be earned. The first step is forgiveness, to bring it back to zero and rebuild trust from there. That is a major need in our world today. Thanks, Jim. There you have it for today, men. We become alive unto God when we become conformed to the image of his holy son, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you experienced God's forgiveness through faith in Jesus Christ? He will remove all the hates and anger 
and betrayal of trust from others, and build a new relationship of freedom from guilt, shame, and fear when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Will you receive him today? Let us know if you did so we can rejoice with the angels in heaven that you are now his child. These programs are based on the book by Dr. Jim titled, Men Alive, Conforming to the Image of Jesus Christ. This book, written by Dr. Jim Cunningham, is available on Amazon.com and at GoTeachGlobal.com. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim at MenAliveUntoGod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conform to the image of Jesus Christ. <laughs>